Time for Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay. We're back off the holidays, uh, almost before another holiday. Talk of the Town back in the KTOE studio. My name's Lisa Kay. We have got Joyce and Kim in the studio, my master gardener friends. And hopefully the holiday was good for both of you. It was a oh, little windy. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful, except I could have done with a little less snow. You yeah. Know, but, yeah. You know, it, what strikes me is every year you always think, well, I wonder if we're going to have, or at least I think, we can have a white Christmas. Yeah. No problem this year. And yeah. I think a lot of people is a little whiter than they were hoping for. None you know? whatsoever. I was actually thinking to myself prior to the sub, sub, sub zero wind chills that we got, like, why mm-hmm. did I take all that time? And I surrounded my roses so tightly with straw and everything's packed away. And then when it hit that far below zero, I was thankful that I You're did. You're cheering that. inside, Yay! like, go me. They're protected. Well, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of brings up an issue that people are having already um and that is that because the snow came so early and now it's actually quite deep a lot of people i'm hearing from people that are saying well the rabbits are just going crazy Mm -hmm. just mowing off shrubs and everything else so what i was going to just mention or i wanted to mention on the air today was that if you if you have some small trees and shrubs that you don't want to have uh, trimmed by rabbits. Yes. There's still time, the trees, for example, <laughs> yes. to um, wrap the trees, you know, like you would to prevent sun scald. Right. And, or for the shrubs, if you could just, if you can get out to where your shrubs are, take some chicken wire yeah. and kind of put a, put a pen around it so the rabbits can't get it. Because as the snow gets higher, they're going to get hungrier. And rabbits are pretty resistant to snow. I mean, they just... We've got a shrub kind of on the south side of our house where the wind blows just such that it makes like a little cave in there, and there's always a rabbit sitting in there. And that shrub is like 100 years old, so I don't care if it it has has to have a few chews on it. But the fact is, you really, younger shrubs, the rabbits could just decimate them. They could girdle it, and that would kill it. They'll die. Because if you're going to be like uh, uh, trying to trim your shrubs back or, or, you know, do some pruning or something, now is not the time. No. <laughs> yeah, no, so, no. Uh, That's good to know because I have two in the backyard that are probably going to die then. Yeah, you yeah. got any of that extra chicken wire left yeah, around just, or the hardware uh, cloth? You yeah, can do yeah. like six inches away from the little um, the stem of it or the base of it yeah. and just kind of create like a little tiny fence you around it. You just need to have a bit. Rabbits, in my experience, have been are really dumb. As far as they, <laughs> they, they, you know, you put up a little fence and they just, oh, back away. But they, you need some barrier, and because they're gonna, if the snow keeps up like this, they're gonna be really, really hungry, and then they get on because mm-hmm. they're light. You know, they get on top of the snow, mm-hmm. so you need a pretty. And they will got, not discriminate. You know, they don't care. They'll eat everything when it gets mm-hmm. cold. And they already did that too. I planted two. Um, oh gosh, but like a burning bush and some yeah. other kind of. Yeah. And already in the spring this year. Yeah, they, they were trimmed done. it for they, you. Oh, I they remember did. that. Yeah, yep. and I was not happy. <laughs> and so you were we, like, I was going to trim it. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to. <laughs> well, what, what happens with some of those, some shrubbery, especially the spring bloomers, they bloom on old wood. Well, mm-hmm. if the rabbits yeah. ate off the old wood, well, you'll have some nice greenery, but you won't have any blooms. And some of those shrubs are so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like the flowers, the early spring flowers are. Forsythia always comes to mind to me because that's, yeah. it's so strange. There's a lot of, for, for Scythia around Mankato, right at the base of that Veterans Memorial Bridge, there's various, there, in the, some of those parking lots. Oh. And I've I kind of noticed that. Where does that, that come from? I don't, it blooms yellow, but it blooms yep. when there's, you, you have one day of warmth, and all of a sudden that stuff blooms, and then it goes away again. It, it doesn't have leaves, it just flowers. 
Yep. Huh. You just, just happen to be driving around that driving certain around day, and, that you certain day and you see it and it's like, oh my, this is wonderful. But I think a lot of people must have that in their yards and that's, I'm sure the rabbits would just say, well, this is a salad bar. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. So that's just one thing to be aware of that they're going to go for that stuff. If you can somehow get out there, fence it in small trees, wrap them still. There's still time to wrap them. Okay. So mm-hmm. when we have to wrap small trees, are you talking about ones that have just been planted in the last few years? Yes, well, yeah. That, yeah, like one to two years? Yeah, one to two to three years. You want to wrap them with the trees generally. It's to prevent you know animal damage, but also a sun scald because mm-hmm. as cold as it's been, um, but the sun still can do damage to trees. Like it'll... It'll damage the like the south side of the of the bark. Okay, on a dry and, and, and sunny day, it doesn't have to be warm. No, and the, and the wind can do a lot of damage to the bark mm-hmm. of a young tree. Mm-hmm. They're just not sturdy enough. And then I'm sure a lot of trees this fall went into dormancy without enough moisture. Oh, I'm which sure. It's a real killer. We yeah. keep telling you to water, yeah. water, water, yeah. right? But yeah. yeah, I mean sometimes. I mean it just that doesn't time's happen. passed. But yeah, if <laughs> yeah. you did a good job this fall. Like you water through normal, through September you start kind of cutting back, and then in October you water until it's like that hard frost. Mm -hmm. I was reading that where there's, like if you have a dry spot around a tree, the cracks in it can get to the, the cold air can get to the roots through those dry cracks. Oh, Um, Moist soil will actually keep warmer than dry soil. Yeah, absolutely. So there's where some protections come in, so like our... um, the future listeners, you know, when you're or gardeners, when you're out there in the fall, just keep that in mind that you're protecting your plant by keeping it wet coming into the fall. Right. Because people think, oh, it'll be like a block of ice, but that's actually okay. Okay. Versus having, you know, the Sahara Desert cracked soil. Right. That's not good because then there's cold air blowing right in at the roots and just killing them. So right now, if you're saying it's not too late to wrap the trees, yeah. are we supposed to dig down and start at the bottom, or do we just wrap what we can see? Or wrap what how? you can see. I would say, yeah, wrap what you yep. can see, because you don't have to start digging out. Or, you know, that would actually, you'd probably be encouraging rabbits if you'd yeah. dig a hole, <laughs> oh, yeah. dig a hole there. They'll, Here's some fresh gonna, meat. They're going to go for, <laughs> I know, at some shelter. But just if it, whatever is on top, and I think the be- best thing to kind of do is if you could build like a little uh, a fence or you know, a circle, if yeah. you could put that even if you put it on top of the snow as the snow melts it'll sink down it'll and down. It'll, okay. it'll work and mm-hmm. it's not it's certainly an ideal situation but i've heard from a no- number of people that they're really having an issue it's mm-hmm. better to try to do something than to do nothing at all i'd say what yeah. do you use to wrap a tree i mean do we have to go to the garden center are those readily available um, yeah, supplies I, now i think there are i think i've seen them at like the big box stores yeah. and the garden centers where it's just a like a it looks like a pvc pipe but way more flexible it's just a white little tube and there oh and okay. there's there's tape also yeah this tree it's just called tree wrap i think yep. that's what it's called yep it's not expensive and that would still be available at at your local garden centers that are open year-round and also mm-hmm. at your big box stores in their garden center portion which isn't staffed so much usually this time of the year, mm-hmm. but they the stuff is on the shelf, and it's mm-hmm. for, you can buy a lawnmower right now if you want one. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> true. So. Please don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was talking to the uh, Mankato City Manager. We would, we did a whole show about um, the uh, vine borer, the, yeah. the um, that's not the vine borer, the emerald ash borer. Thank you, emerald ash, ash borer. I keep thinking vine because I'm you know I'm friendly yeah. and quite aware of them. Yeah. So, uh, do you have them in your yard? Or? We had. We had 52 trees in our yard, ash trees in our yard. 
and we took down about 20, I want to say, total so far. Okay, to deal with that problem. Yep, we were being proactive about it. Yeah. Just because we saw signs, um, and we actually haven't had anybody come out and actually identify it yet, but because but it's here. I've been educated on oh, it, yeah. we've kind of decided yeah. that we're going to be taking the trees down at our own time frame instead of somebody else's. Okay. So I've gotten really good at taking trees down. I'm quite the lumberjack. Don't put that out there because the no. city is going to be calling you. No. I won't take calls. Give us some help. It's really, it's regarding the city, it's really sad in terms of the number of trees that have gone. Yeah. I mean, even in, in North Mankato, they've got a program that these old ash trees, even if they're not diseased, they were the oldest ones that were in the toughest shape just because of age. Mm-hmm. They've started taking those boulevard trees out. Mm-hmm. And we, right in our neighborhood, right around us, we lost a couple of really big trees. But, you know, they were in bad shape. They were, they were a lot of, there was always branches. And, and they were definitely on the way out no matter what. Yeah. And mm-hmm. why, why keep a tree that's that, you know, bad? I mean, as far as, but the problem has been is we, we replanted new trees, you know, different kinds and stuff. But because it was so dry, yeah. I know that a lot of the new trees planted, like right in our neighborhood, didn't make it because people didn't get the word about how much you have to water a tree. Right. Yes. And it wasn't that somebody, yeah. you know, they got a letter and that kind of stuff, but some people just... Just don't know and don't have time. They, they don't have yeah. time. Or you know what? The water bill can get be pretty darn expensive, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. And we have an outside water meter, but not because of my... my uh, flower proliferation let me say <laughs> but um mm-hmm. but if you if we didn't have an outside meter you pay you pay water and you pay sewer on every gallon that you run oh, out sure. and but an outside meter of course eliminates that problem but it's not mm-hmm. it costs a couple hundred bucks to put in an outside meter so you right. have to kind of weigh it but i know some people didn't do that and i saw some new trees that aren't going to make it next yeah. spring you can tell yeah. you especially know? with this cold snap then they weren't watered and Probably not wrapped properly. No, whatever. No, but that that wrap too. I was going to say that that will help against like the critters chewing against it, the deer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will also, like Joyce said, that sun scald. When the sun's warm and it's dry, like we were talking, it will actually cra- heat up the bark on a baby tree. Yeah, and it will like um, crack it open, and it'll create like this um, wound. Mm-hmm. So when you wrap it like that, it actually protects it from just that fluctuation of the sun hitting it just right and getting oh. warm and cool. So you can kind of protect it that way. You know, if you don't wrap it, if you'd be like me and just get lazy and maybe look out there and think, I don't want to you know, put my boots on and trudge all the way out there to wrap, wrap this that. baby tree yeah. or wrap 50 of them. Say you bought a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take your chances and you can maybe cut it with a knife in the spring around it and try and... Um, get the dead bark off of it and help heal it, expose new growth. Okay. Um, we can talk more about that in the spring. Yeah, we should because I've, I think I've got that. That's definitely something you can do if you don't wrap it. I have a little bit of split bark going on on the one tree that I do yeah. have in my front yeah. yard. So Joyce and Kim, our master gardeners here on Talk of the Town today, we're talking all about winter tree care. This is not the time to be pruning trees or no. shrubs or anything. No, if you're, if you, a lot of people do winter pruning but usually that's toward the end of february mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you you want to do that before they break dormancy because mm-hmm. um, the last thing you want to do is like say at the end of march start pruning trees and yeah and they actually they look like they're bleeding and all that the but all the moisture is draining right out of the tree the mm-hmm. the circulatory system of the tree wakes up and it just starts to pour out so you want to have that all trimmed up and taken care of i'd say by about the end of february is when i've got some shrubs and that i usually trim up but i wait and sometimes I'm standing on top of a snowbank doing it, but right, know, I, and that's, that's okay. when you do it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we should probably talk more about that the next time you're in, and then towards February as well, because um, that's it's good to know. And we'll talk a little bit. I want to then we'll talk a little bit about um, trimming things that are on new wood or old yeah. wood and what that is and how to go about doing some of the different things. Um, the house plants that we've moved inside <laughs> sometimes need a little bit different care than the ones that have been outside. So what should we be doing in the winter to care for our house plants? Well, I think one thing that people forget is depending on your situation and how where your front door is or the door that you use, but if you have a lot of plants in an area like next to a door, you know, kind of like this setup that we have, you have to really be careful about opening that door. That blast of cold air will actually cause houseplants to lose leaves. They they can't mm-hmm. they can't stand that shock of huh. even if it's open for a second to grab the mail out of the mailbox. You really that's really hard on plants. Another plant it's really hard if you have a poinsettia. Uh, oh sure. Any mm-hmm. drafts like that will really harm it. But in general, houseplants. They kind of like to be left alone in the winter time, but but if you're going to give something, you know, like say if you have a Swedish ivy or a, or a, a arrow plant or something like that that grows quite prolifically, this is a good time of the year to take some snips and start some new plants. You know, oh, just, yeah. you know, but just put put them in water and they'll root, and and by spring you can have some nice hanging plants to hang outside or in your screen porch or whatever. But it's a good time to start plants because. Usually when you're starting, uh, say, just taking some snips and putting it in water, mm-hmm. you don't need a lot of direct sunlight and stuff. They kind of will root pretty much in just light. doesn't have to be like intense sunlight. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a good time of the year to do that. Plus, if you're a gardener, plants. A, a gardener <laughs> wanting to something to do or whatever, it's it can be kind of get, get you. Get your hands a little dirty. It, something it to do. Are something, you getting nervous yeah. over there? Are you no, getting something like me? Something to do. Yeah. Fancy. Like I need my hands in dirt at least once a month. You know, it just it's good for your mental health even. So I just definitely think that's what I'm missing. So there'll be some propagating, some early planting. I can't think that I have anything inside to propagate. I I didn't do as much of that this year as I have in the past. Yeah. Wow. My experiment for this winter has been I brought had this big mandevilla. And I, I decided I'm not letting this go. So I brought it in. I've got lights in the basement, of course, and I'm growing a mandevilla. And, you know, they will grow to like 15 or 20 feet. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to send out these these runners, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's trying to hook onto mm-hmm. my geraniums. And so every every morning I'm down there in the basement. No, Joyce, it's lonely. No, you can't be, you can't be nice. here. You can't be here, you know. So I, I don't know how I'm going to have to hire somebody to move that plant out of my basement because by spring, God only knows how I'll big send it's my husband be. over. He's well adapted. Yeah, you mentioned that oh, he's hauling right? big stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the wrong things. But yeah, I, yeah both of my gigantic, ginormous um, hibiscus are inside and doing well. And I'm not... Uh, always certain what they need other than to be in front of the window. I I watch the draft there, but also with the amount of light that they're getting, Mm -hmm. but I'm not fertilizing. Yeah, and you shouldn't. And my my thing is I've got got my hibiscus down there too, and that have been through a few winters with that, and I know how that will react, but it's getting so big. Mm -hmm. And I cut it way back, way back when I brought it in, and it's, it's back up there again, so... And my, I've got the lights as high as they they will go, so I don't really know. I'm kind of like. And then I got geraniums that you're not supposed to let them bloom in the winter. You're supposed to 
mine are in full bloom and oh I, boy. I can't yeah I it's can't, like a jungle right I can't, <laughs> this is good i just can't bring myself to nip them all back again because they are so cool but you know yeah. i don't know i i yeah. think i'm not doing myself any favors by letting them bloom down there <laughs> what are we planning for spring is this now the time where you get into these what, what did they say the meme said a deep personal relationship with a bunch of seed catalogs yes uh, which is what i'm finding myself doing and going on the internet and looking at what I want to do, the planning, the planning process. I think nowadays, yes. you know, we still, I think we still get some seed catalogs, but not like, not like we used to. But yeah. if you go online and you, if, you know, the big greenhouses, the big seed suppliers, mm-hmm. if you go online and look those websites up, it's just wonderful. And what you can find this time of the year is um, they're the, the best 10 best plants for shade for 2023 kind of thing. There's a lot of, they're promoting a lot of stuff and some of it is, well, really you think so? But on the other hand, it's a lot of times it's good information. Um, mm-hmm. There's a magazine that I get on Garden Gate that's been around for a long time. Oh yeah. And uh, just reading in there about some of the suggestions and there's been so much work done on blooming shade plants. That are really quite, you know, but you have to kind of like look into that because not all greenhouses would carry those plants. I feel like sometimes the shade garden gets overlooked or like it's underrated. And I feel like there's so much that you can plant in a shade garden that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, That that's something that I would definitely consider looking into for, you know, spring dreaming through the catalogs. Yeah. Especially if you have shade, a lot of shade in your yard. The other thing that I just recently found out was, you know, um, I've been talking about impatience for most of my adult life, how much I love them and this kind of stuff and the old wallerinia kind that finally almost disappeared because mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah. diseases. And now they've hybridized a number of that kind of that, it's the wallerinia, but there's some other variations too, of plants that are resistant to that mold, uh, is that mildew disease. So there's 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 a brand new one coming out this year that I'm, I'm sure I'll have to drive up to the Twin Cities to find it, but it's going to be in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> it will. I will have it. You yeah. will be mine. Yeah, I like that. You can like pick out daydream. This is a good time of year to pick out like oh, what got, you're looking for in your yeah. garden, and then go a little overboard, and then kind of bring yourself back or don't. Right. <laughs> well, the other thing I would recommend or order it all. There are a lot of good websites to go to that have great information and they're usually mm-hmm. extension service websites like University of Illinois is a good one, University of Iowa is a good one. I like Wisconsin um, too. Wisconsin is good and of course University of Minnesota. But p- I think it's important for people to, some of the catalogs we get, maybe we have access to, are from southern states mm-hmm. and obviously they're going to try to, they're going to sell you stuff that will, pretty much will not grow here and it's not it's because you don't know what zone you're in and and nobody's trying to cheat you you just have to do the research but if you do the research with the university sites that are midwest they have the right climate and the right they're giving you the right information Mm -hmm. so you can there's just such a wealth of knowledge out there that you could spend days just like just just browsing and looking at stuff and we're zone 4B technically still, maybe still. Five? I think we'll switch soon, but as of right now, we're still in a 4B. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would just make sure you check those tags. Make sure you, you know, the little directions when you're ordering seeds, check those. Because, like, if you are ordering, like Joyce said, from a, a company or a grower that's down in Texas, even um, or down south. They may not be acclimated even to our weather mm-hmm. yeah. or survive in our weather. So you plant or that baby could, tree and it's be, not going to survive. It could be a situation where you plant something in a pot and it might, 
you might have it for a couple of months over the warmest part of our summer, but otherwise it there are some some plants are so sensitive that the night temperatures drop into the fifties and they start mm-hmm. to to shutter right you know, right so. well there's always something to talk about even with the weather cold and the ground mm-hmm. not visible with master gardeners because they're always thinking about gardening and uh, what we're going to be planning for for spring um have a great new year i'll see you, oh, happy new year. you again in january we're looking forward to it so okay. um, uh, we'll talk about all things green green <laughs> all in things green. january yeah. okay. even though it won't be green yet <laughs> yep. kim and joyce thank you so much for thank coming you in. thanks lisa